This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome once again to The Drop. How is everyone doing on this beautiful Friday? January 19th. Well, at least it's beautiful in the Midwest. It's going to be in the 50s today, lower 50s, which for January is not too bad. But then again, the weather in the Midwest is so up and down. If you live in St. Louis, Kansas City, you know what I'm talking about. One day you could be 10 degrees for the high. Next day it could be 55, 60 degrees. Just so unpredictable. Unlike the Weather in the Midwest, Carter Hutton is very predictable, at least recently. Just keeps playing great. Had another great game last night after a great game against Toronto Tuesday night. He didn't face as many good opportunities last night. I don't think he had to make a lot of great saves, but he did what he needed to do. You want a goalie to make those everyday average saves. You want him to make the most of those hard ones, too. When it comes down to you're up 2-1, to 3-1, to 1-0, to He needs to be the guy that makes that big save to save the game for you. On the opposite side, Jake Allen's not been playing very well. I know a lot of people have been trying to blame it on his uh, concussion that they said he had in the game against Dallas. But guys, Jake Allen was not seeing the puck very well before that. He wasn't getting the right angles to the puck. Just didn't look confident. And when you lose your confidence as a goalie, you're done. You've got to be confident that you can go out and win a game. When a bad shot gets past you, you got to shake it off. Uh, one of the best guys to do that was Grant Fuhr. Some of the best goalies ever. Dominic Hasek, Martin Brodeur. All those guys would make great saves, but when they let a soft goal in, you knew they were going to batten down the hatches and stop things. And Jake's just not at that point right now. Will he get back to that point? Yeah, I definitely think he will. He's a number one goalie in the league. Anybody that disputes that, in my mind, does not really know hockey and the ups and downs of being a goaltender. And I can guarantee you they've never played goalie in uh, organized hockey. Because if you've ever played goalie, you know what it's like to lose your confidence. There are a lot of people that feel like they either have to like one or the other. They love Carter Hutton, so they bash Jake Allen. They love Jake Allen, so they bash Carter Hutton. And as a city and as Blues fans, hockey fans, we can't be doing that. We want both of them to succeed. They're both good goaltenders. I do have the opinion that I don't think Carter Hutton could start 60 games a year and be this consistent, maybe he could. I'm not trying to bash the guy. He's just not proven it. And anybody that sits there and tells me, oh, yeah, for sure he can, you're wrong. Until you know he can do it, you can't say he can do it. Jake Allen has proven that he can be a number one goalie and play that many games in a season. But Jake's also proven that he can be a a good goaltender in a tandem. And maybe that's what we got here. Maybe we've got Carter Hutton and Jake Allen this year that are going to split the time. If Jake comes back, I think he's going to get most of the play. But Carter Hutton's still going to get to play regardless. You need two good goaltenders. Going into the playoffs and the stretch run, you need both to be sharp. Because if one guy gets hurt or if one guy just stops going off a little bit and you need a big game from somebody, you've got to know that you can count on that guy sitting on the bench from the night before 
to come in the next day or the next couple days and put some wins in the column for you. You've got to have that. Carter Hutton last night against Ottawa was dead, dead on. Just great end goal. He didn't have to make a lot of great saves, but the ones he had to make when he had to, he was there and he made those hard saves. He made the average ones, but when Ottawa did get a couple opportunities, he shut them down, including these two saves in the first and third period. Against the Blues, especially here, guys like Zach Smith, Borbietsky, they play with an edge. And off the faceoff, Carlson in front, tipped on goal, and a great save there by Hutt. Good heads up shoot for one tonight. And here is Mark Stone for Broussard. And now Stone again, short-sided a pad save by Hutt. Hoffman leads the club with four power play goals, rebounded front, and Stone came in. And that was turned away by the Blues goaltender again. Hutton was dead on all game long. Like I said, didn't have to make a lot of great saves, but he made the ones he needed to. He was in the right position to make the saves. Just had a very good game. There would be no scoring in the first period. Uh, Both goalies played well in the first period. There was only seven shots apiece. Not a lot of great opportunities, maybe one per team. There would be no goals until the second period, and then the Blues would erupt for three goals to give them a three-to-nothing lead. Here's Stasnik, trying to center it, worked over by Oduya. Now Bortuzzo, wrist shot, they score! It may have been tipped in by Tarasenko or Barbashev. I think Tarasenko. Good traffic going to the front of the net, and good things happen when players go to the front of the net. And this Blues team has been a very stubborn group as far as that discipline to go to the front of the net. And Robert Bortuzzo does an excellent job with that little snapshot right there. Tarasenko over there to Stastny. Then the puck gets played back to the point. Stasty to the point. Good hand-eye coordination there by Vladdy Tarasenko. When that puck goes to the front, now he turns, spins, and gets it right off the shaft, right between the legs, and the goaltender loses sight of it for just that split. Puts it out. Ryan has 18 goals in 26 games against the Blues. Save, rebound, they score! Petrangelo, the birthday boy, gets a present, and the Blues take a 2-0 lead. That first sequence was excellent. Transition's been good. The passes have been very accurate by the Blues flat on the tape. And Vladi Sabutka stops as he enters the zone and plays it over to the left side, which is his right winger, which is Tage Thompson. And Tage Thompson ends up with a hard one timer. And the birthday boy is able to capitalize. Oh, the old guy. There. But not too many men because of the way they came on and no one touched that puck there. Now Steen to the net, Shen, he scores! A backhand goal by Shen! His 18th and the Blues lead 3-0. Well, Mark Crawford is upset, thinking that there is too many men on the ice and they are beside themselves on that side. I thought it was the right call by the linesman and Anderson pays the price. Blues fans are excited. There's the change right here, and you can see the defenseman goes on. He's within the five-foot buffer. Dunn does not play the puck. The Blues player's off the ice clearly. I think that's a good clean change. Can you say offensive explosion? (laughs) I knew you could. The Blues just dominated that second period. They outshot the Senators 19-6. So when I was saying earlier that Carter Hutton played strong, but he didn't have a ton of hard saves to make, now you see why I said that. This was the Blues period. Offensively, one of their best offensive periods of the year. Tarasenko gets that first goal to put him up one to nothing. That was his 20th goal of the year. Portuzo gets his fifth assist. 
Stasny gets his 24th assist. That goal was at 6 minutes and 13 seconds into the second. The next goal by Alex Petrangelo was his 8th to put him up 2 to nothing. That goal was at 12 minutes 51 seconds of the second period. And then Braden Shin made it 3 to nothing at 16.53 of the second with his 18th goal. Steen gets his 18th assist. The rookie Vince Dunn, who's been playing great, gets his 5th assist. And like I said, the Blues are up 3 to nothing. They were really, really dominating at this point. But shortly after Braden Shin's goal, Bobby Ryan would put a shot on net. And I don't think Carter Hutton really seen it. And the game was now 3-1 to one Blues. Here's the shot. Ryan's sixth goal in 32 games. Just an impossible year to get anything going for Ryan. So many stops and starts with the injury. Good work by the Senators. And Dezingle gets it back to Ryan. He just zips it through the traffic. It finds a clean lane and beats Carter Hutton up over the left shoulder. And the Sens are on the board shortly after falling down 3-0. So the Senators finally get on the board with a goal that, like I said, really wasn't Carter Hutton's fault. He didn't see it. There were too many people in front of him. And Bobby Ryan's a good player. He's got a nice shot. And the game is now 3-1. to one. That goal would be Bobby Ryan's sixth goal of the year. Duchesne, the former avalanche that came over in that big trade, gets his 13th assist. CeCe gets his fifth assist, 17 minutes, 21 seconds into the second period. A little bit closer, 3-1. to one. Both of these teams, I thought, had pretty decent third periods. The Blues had 11 shots on goal. Ottawa had eight. Ottawa had a couple good opportunities, but Carter Hutton still stayed strong and continued to make the saves that he needed to. The Blues would add an empty net goal to sell this one up 4-1 to one, late in the third by Alexander Steen. At the line, stolen by the Blues, Shen to Steen. And then to Payarvi, and he ever got it. Now Shen does. Wide open net for Steen, and he scores! And it's 4-1 to one as Alexander Steen gets his eighth. That's good work all the way around to solidify this game. Guy Boucher of the Ottawa Senators ends up pulling his goaltender following the power play. Another empty net goal for Alex Steen. Can you believe it? How many empty net goals has he had this year? He's turning into Mr. Empty Net Goal. That would be Steen's eighth goal of the year. Shin gets his 28th assist, 18 minutes, 42 seconds in to the third. The Blues are up 4-1, to one, and that would be the final score of the game. Let's go ahead and get into the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Alex Petrangelo, Carter Hutton, and of course Coach Mike on their second win in a row after the break. I guess one, it's on your birthday, but two, it's finally nice to get back on the board after uh, about 4,000 shots later. So um, I think we felt the coming someone on the back end was going to score. I know Dunner scored in overtime, but 5-on-5, five five, we've really been jumping in the last two games here. It was just a matter of time before one of us got one. Yeah, I guess uh, Thompson had that uh, shot, and it just it just was loose, huh? And then there, there you were. To... Yeah, I kind of uh, saw it come off the pad there, and um, I'll take that bounce. It went oh, right on my tape, so uh, it was a good good bounce, and like I got a piece of it. That was some second period by you guys, man. That that looked like vintage blues. Yeah, I think uh, you know they came off the bye week too, and if they felt like we did in the first period against Toronto, it's. Uh, we knew it was going to be hard on them. We had to make sure that we used uh, to our advantage that we played a couple of days ago. And, you know, I thought we did that. We kind of got to them early and put the pressure on from the beginning. Nice that you guys haven't had much of a cushion in, for a while in games. Nice to have a little bit of a cushion, too. Uh, it is, yeah, and I think we're still in a good spot. Um, obviously, tough, uh, uh, tough goal there before the break. But I think sitting there and doing the work that we have to get us to this point, we feel like we've uh, kind of got the momentum back. Always good to see Vladdy and uh, Braden getting 
get involved in the scoring team. Yeah, they were. All of our fours were dangerous tonight. It seemed like any time one of them had a chance to, uh, you know, take a shot, get you know, get to the net. I thought Senior played a phenomenal game. I think his work ethic was uh, unbelievable. It's good that he got rewarded there with the empty netter. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we've, uh, you know, we talked about the getting chances and trying to score more, and you know, obviously we break out there and get a three-goal lead, and that's enough tonight. Yeah, you. you Goalies haven't been used to getting much of a cushion either lately. That was a little different for you. Yeah, yeah. You try not to get too. Uh, I try not to play the score too much. You know, I just try to. We get one. I try to reset. When I was younger, I used to get a little more emotional, pumped up, and you know. And then this way, I, I just try to stay level-headed and just keep battling because you know they got a good team and you know they're going to get chances and you got to you know keep it where it is. We did a good job, get a lead, and we. I got a big penalty kill at the end there. You know, it was a difference. You know, they get one there and then there's still you know three four minutes left to to definitely push. Not a lot of shots in the first period, but you had a couple tough saves and then, then, a, then a breakaway. I guess he sh shot it wide, or did you get a... No, no, yeah, he shot it, kind of rolled and went wide. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't... Uh, I, I thought early they had a couple chances, and then we did a good job. I, I thought tonight was one of those games as a goalie, I, I handled some pucks and got out there. It wasn't really a ton of grade-A chances. I thought RD did a really good job. And, you know, the goal is just, uh, I think, gets the asking stick and goes over my shoulder. And just one of those ones that we would like to get out, but little deflection that happens to get pucks on net. And then from there, it was, you know, I just kind of, not routine saves, but just kind of battling to uh, eliminate second chances. And when I did, I thought our D did a good job of clearing everything out. We need everybody tonight and certainly had that. Uh, you know, you look at the goal scorers, the guys that got on the score sheet for us tonight, obviously that's a pretty good indication that our, our leaders were ready to uh, lead the way, but I thought we had everybody going tonight. Is anything changing in the second period? Ottawa's not a very good second period team, but you guys really took over. No, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think, Sometimes it takes you a little bit longer to find your game, and uh, and I thought that we had a good start. To be honest with you, I, th I just think that um, you know the second period we found a way to get to the offensive zone to spend some time there, uh, and I really like the way that we were checking pucks back. You know, you're going to lose pucks, but I think that we did a really good job getting them back quickly, and a couple of those led directly to goals. It's been a little while since both Shen and Petrangelo scored. You, you have to obviously like seeing them get. Yeah, up. for sure. I, I, you know, I, I, I mean, there's a lot to like about this game. That you know. It, when we describe what Blues hockey would be, that would be a pretty good example of it right there. Obviously, coming in waves, we've got everybody going. I think their D were active. They were involved in the play uh, offensively. They, they, they really led the charge with our execution here tonight. That's a pressure team, and uh, you're not going to be able to create much offense unless your back end is ready to execute, and I thought they did that. Uh, and then, obviously, the way that our, our forwards, uh, they hound pucks in the offensive zone. Uh, yeah, certainly a lot of that tonight. When I asked you about your defense this morning in Toronto, you said it was just one game. Well, now it's just two pretty good games. You got to be happy. No, it's just two. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, but obviously, we. I'm very pleased. You know, this is a this is a good road trip for us coming out of the break. We wanted to get back on top of our game, and and uh, like I said, this is a the short window that we're focusing on. That's two two games that out of the five before the All Star break, and. Uh, so, you know, we'll enjoy this one, but we'll, we'll have to get ready for that next one now. What did you think of Hutton tonight? Yeah, he's really good again. Yeah, yeah, he's solid. I, you know, you can tell he's confident the way he's playing pucks back there, and uh, um, certainly that helps to relieve some pressure. Just a really overall good game for the Blues. Carter Hutton had his second big game. They're going to be playing the Coyotes tonight, and the Coyotes are in all kinds of hurt. They've played better somewhat as of late but not great. They've played 47 games. They're 10, 28, and 9 for 29 points. They're plus minus, minus 57 goals. And their goaltending is not that bad. If you look at their main starter, Antti Ranta, 2.64 goals 
against. That's not bad. Save percentage, 917, not bad. They've just not been able to score very much. But they are led by two very good players, Derek Stepan and Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller, of course, formerly from St. Louis, is leading them with 14 goals and 20 assists. Derek Stepan has 9 goals and 20 assists. Ekman Larson has 8 goals and 14 assists. Goligoski has 5 goals and 17 assists. Christian Dvorak has had a good year, 5 goals, 16 assists. So they've got some guys that can score. They've just not been consistent. They need to get more consistency. And I think eventually this team can be good. The question is, are they going to be able to keep some of their young players? Domi's contract's coming up. What are they going to do when Keller's contract is is ending? I don't think they got the money to sign these young players. It's sad to see a team get some good young talent, and then after a couple years, they've got to get rid of all of them and start all over. This team is in a world of hurt. I know Bettman says he's going to keep the team in Arizona. There has to be a team in Arizona. Well, in my mind, I think they need to move to Quebec. Either them or the Hurricanes need to move to Quebec. You've got an existing NHL former fan base there. When they tried to get an expansion team, they sold a ton of season tickets, had a waiting list for season tickets. These people love hockey. Take it to a place where somebody can put some money into it. They can start to make a little bit money. They can invest in their players. And it's nothing against you guys in Arizona. I know you guys love your hockey out there. But it would just be sad to see this team fall to the wayside and continue to be one of the cellar dwellers in the Western Conference. That's not good for the NHL. It's not really good for the city in the long run. So let's hope they can figure something out. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. As always, I've been your host, Lance Descott. Until next time, stay safe, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.